Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the Binding of Isaac podcast that co- talks about every trinket, 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 and trinket in the Binding of Isaac series of video games. My name is Gary Butterfield, and with me as always is the main competitor to Mad Dice, Will Hughes. Yeah, Gary, you did say cocks about it. I I do cock about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, what are Mad Dice? Uh, Well, Mad Magazine and Cracked Magazine. Oh, I thought it was going to be one of your fucking Mad Balls, man. No, the Babos? Yeah, the, the Babo invasion. <laughs> Fucking Babos, never forgive them shits. I it's do- Trinket Sunday. Sunday, Monday. Trinket. Days. Tuesday, Wednesday. Trinket. Days. Thursday, Friday. Trinket. Days. Oh, that's gonna be hard to edit because you breathed for so long. All right. There we is go. Is this enough room to edit? Yeah, no, that should be good. <laughs> Man, I put on a sweater before I started recording. What? Forgetting that. What? Uh, yeah, but forgetting that I sweated. Like, I was comfortable before, and then we started recording. I just immediately started sweating. Yeah, the heat, of our, chem- the, the heat of our chemistry is just burning bright. Ooh, will they or won't they continue to podcast? Ooh. You know, I have that monster encyclopedia that I got because I had it as a kid. Uh does mm-hmm. definitely have an entry on the Mad Balls. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's really fun. You got to learn about their culture someday. I, I watched the cartoon. Uh-huh. Uh, it's pretty pretty wild. That's all. No, you know, no joke or anything. Just... No, no, no. Uh, you know what, Gary? No jokes to Did that. You know, hold, hold up. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm remembering the Mad Ball cartoon now that I'm thinking about it. Uh-huh. It ends with them. They're slaves, and it begins with a revolt. I don't think I'm joking. Like, I would need to watch it again, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it begins with a Mad Ball uprising. Against... Who are good question? Are they being controlled? Is it the Illithids? <laughs> well, those guys have been canceled for a while now. Pretty canceled. Um, I don't know. I had to watch it again, and it was horrible. Are the Mad but Balls a metaphor for the Gith Yankee? I think the Mad Balls are a metaphor for any downtrodden people. Okay, throughout history, throughout history, throughout fiction, you know. Throughout all of it. What if it's like the Velvet Underground and everyone who watched that cartoon went on to launch a revolution on behalf <laughs> to of the transform oppressed? into a mad ball? Oh. <laughs> or, yeah, that, Gary. That. It'd <laughs> um, be horrible. Even though the one that's just an eye is super cool looking. Love that guy. Yeah. Uh, Gary, I have no knowledge of any of the stuff you're talking about. Are you, you, are you trying to tell me that you have not read the TV Tropes entry on Mad Balls? I've never read the TV Tropes entry on Mad Balls. Well, Gary. you know what to do tonight, don't you? <laughs> uh, Christerbait? <laughs> <laughs> the uh while <laughs> while reading the tv tropes for mad ball oh, thank you you're welcome uh, um what do you think of this trinket cracked dice uh yeah. I, I wouldn't i probably wouldn't smelt it no i definitely wouldn't smelt it knowing what i think i feel like i never really internalized what it did yeah i don't think i did either now knowing what it did i would probably fish for d6s if i had it and then just drop it. And like, if I was playing early on or like it was, the run was in danger, I could see doing some degenerate optimal play bullshit with this. Yeah. So what this does is uh, when you pick it up, you get, you feel cursed. Kinda. When Isaac takes damage, uh, one of the following dice effects occurs. The D6, which is good. The D8 mm-hmm. and the D12, which are bad. Uh, the D12, D20, which can be okay. Imagine if this had the D20 or the D4 in it. That that would be insane. That would be cool. Yeah. Every time you got hit. 
Well, you'd breakfast yourself so fucking quick. So fucking quick. But it'd be, but if they if they patch breakfasting out. Uh, yeah, but so like, hypoth- I guess the use case here is if you're in a room with a bunch of pickups and they all suck, you can drop a bomb to to re-roll them eventually. Yeah, one out of four chance to get a D6 in exchange for half a heart, which is not bad. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I've never really used it. Before. Yeah, me either. Uh, so. Gary, what's your favorite dice game? Ooh, favorite dice game. Well, that's going to be too many bones. Ooh, I did. I did enjoy uh, every once in a while. Uh, I think someone drops out or they get bored of each other. And Gary's game group would invite me to come along for like Sunday brunch. <laughs> and we did play too many mm-hmm. bones and it was fun. I bought that game for myself for Christmas Ooh. Uh, to play by myself because nice. it's, it's basically a tactics game where you have to do all the math. Yeah. Don't have time to play with myself. Uh, duck, duck, don't em. have time to save Was the that, world again. Is that who's it? St. John or whatever his name is. Oh, my God. On John the call. St. John on the call. Uh, wait, wait, wait a second. I'm hearing that voice. One more line, please. John St. John. Paula. On the call. Paula. Paula. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Did you not get on the bus? <laughs> well, I tried to, but I didn't have exact fare. <laughs> Which, how was that even fair? It felt very unfair. I tried to tell them who I was. They hadn't heard of me. <laughs> Guess not big NPR listeners. Or home movies viewers. Mm. Our cl- well, Gary, our classic bit, Duel and Poundstones. <laughs> Pound and Poundstones. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, I'm gonna walk. <laughs> That's Paula Poundstone's curse: is that everywhere she walks, a tuba player follows. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least I could get a date. <laughs> um, Wait, with the tuba player? Yeah, I don't think that she would date a tuba player. If if a tuba player followed you all around, do you think at some point you would end up in a romance of convenience? Gary, a tuba player does follow me all around. He's called William Fucking Hughes. <laughs> Have you gotten into a romance of convenience with him? Mm, sometimes I Christerbate with him. Yeah. See, there we go. While <laughs> playing a Sousa march <laughs> and wishing I was playing Jvorjak instead and thinking about playing the bass solo from Carry On My Wayward Son, which we played in pep band like two times, even though I begged for it all the time. And reading Ayn Rand. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Who is John Galt? I don't know, Gary. Did you see that there was apparently like a big ass uh, Ayn Rand reference in uh, in Snyder Cut? It's Snyder Cut week. <laughs> <laughs> it is Snyder Cut week. They finally released it. You know. You know what's weird? Everybody's watching that shit. Like everybody on my Twitter timeline who won't stop making fun of superhero movies non nonstop, basically, yeah, uh, are all watching the Snyder cut, and I'm like, this is so fucking weird. It's four. It's like over four hours. Because Gary, uh, we all have a deep need for being part of a monoculture at this point. Um, but there's the good monoculture and the bad monoculture. Why do you want to be a part of the bad monoculture? There's no good. What fucking good monoculture is there, Gary? Well, like I'm, I'm making a comparison between the Snyder movies and the Marvel movies. Oh, but the, one of which are significantly better. I guess, but there hasn't been a new Marvel movie in forever, so the monoculture uh, moves on to the next thing. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a television a, show, and also I don't, I don't know, people aren't gonna like the uh, monoculture isn't gonna. Gary, I don't want to be like super cynical, but I can't see the monoculture embracing a show <laughs> where one of the leads is black. <laughs> I guess that's true. Well, that ain't, woke, that ain't how monoculture rolls. Get woke, monoculture. Uh, uh, I have not watched the Snyder Cut because it is 
four hours. Jeremy watched it and got really high and ate two pizzas. And he was live texting me and it was very funny. Two pizzas? Uh, Alone? Two pizzas? Over the over a weekend. Oh, okay, Gary, you made he, me very worried. Check this out. During the Snyder Cut, <clears throat> one, one part, The Flash, he's trying to mack on a girl and he goes into super speed. Uh-huh. And he grabs uh, what Jeremy called uh, a naked hot dog out of the air to put in his pocket for later. And that line alone almost made me want to watch it. Yeah. Because uh, I'm like, that's such a, what a weird move, Flash. Uh, you know? Does the woman get a little antagonistic so he uh, choke slams her in a bar? I don't know what that's a reference to. Uh, Ezra Miller. Oh, really? Uh, Fuck, you know what? Uh, you know what? Allegedly. Not, let's, not let's, an Ezra Miller guy, huh? Let's, oh, wait. Cut that into last week's episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, oh, this, that, this is an old story. This is from like last year. Okay. Cut that into last year's episode. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, I did not know that uh, about him. I just knew that. In Snyder's vision of this, he grabs a naked hot dog out of the air to stick into his pocket to eat later. Yeah. Uh, which I think is funny. Why do you keep calling it a naked hot dog? Is that what? Because that's what Jeremy that? called it. Okay. it it's like Louisiana slang. It's like weird swamp slang. <laughs> uh, can I get a real, Gary, can I get a real quick uh, cut of Gambit saying naked hot dog? Naked hot dog. Paula, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Guilty as charged. I gotta go. Hey, uh, a tuba man, come uh, follow me and uh, kiss my hair on my way out. <laughs> it's a rich inner life that we promote on this show. Yeah, of Paula Boundstone. Uh I can't wait until uh, somebody spends $25 and gets us a cameo of her <laughs> bad-mouthing the shit out of us. Yeah. By no means do that. Um, yeah, please don't. If uh, If you like this show... Uh, and you are Paula Paulstone. Yeah. Go to patreon.com slash TV. If you like the show and you are Paula Poundstone, tell me what Judy Tenuta is doing. I haven't seen her in forever. Um, and you can also leave us a rating review. Probably living off those um, space ghost coast to coast residuals. <laughs> like the famous amount of money you get from appearing on an episode of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Gary, are you not aware that like there were like three straight REM albums that were financed by Michael Stipe being on Space Ghost Coast to Coast? No. Me either. Yeah, no one was aware of it. It's because it was Did a lie I just made up. Alive. Oh, she she was born in Oak Park, Illinois. I've been there. Con- congratulations. Congratulations you to want, her as well. You want to list some more looks places? Looks good for age. She's like 64 or something. She looks good for her age. Oh, the old wow. uh, the old Paul McCartney number. Wow, Zowie. Yeah, when she's 64, she'll still look surprisingly good. Um, Gary, yeah. any other <laughs> aging uh, celebrities you want to rate the appearance of? Yeah. Um... When they when they did their first comeback, uh, Debbie Harry. Okay. I don't know now, but during that first uh, when they did that Maria song, uh huh. When they came back, that was uh, you know looked good. Any dudes you want to work in here, just so it doesn't seem quite so blatant what your uh, game is? Well, dudes age really well, kind of regardless. <laughs> like I look, I, I found a, a picture of Tim Curry now, and other than the fact that like his face is kind of slack from the stroke, yeah. he still looks just like Tim Curry. Yeah. Like he looks like a like a sleepy or like anesthetized Tim Curry, but basically just looks like Tim Curry. Gary, know we're at the end of the episode. At what point in his life do you think Paul Giamatti was most fuckable? I and I want and not just physical appearance. I want to take into account the whole arc talent. of talent, celebrity, everything. Boy, that's a good question. Um, how to be uh, when he was like early breakthrough? Okay, so we're talking like American got- Splendor ish. 
I feel like his, his breakthroughs were earlier than that, actually. Okay. It had to be somewhere sometime before he got typecast as like an angry orb. What? No, that, that was like him from the beginning, though. When was Paul Giamatti not an angry orb? I don't know. I feel like there's got to be some time. I'm looking at some pictures of him. He looks a little bit younger. Okay. I'm just I'm just you saying know? like that the moment when he could start parlaying fame into sexual access. Uh, yeah. Hash, hashtag game grumps. Um, <laughs> gross. Really gross. Yeah. Uh, uh, cut, hey, uh, not into those game grumps. Can you cut that into last week? Yeah. <laughs> quick. Thank you. Uh, but I'm just saying like. The moment when his fame became like an asset is the same moment that he became well known as a sort of angry troll. Yeah. How how did he look in the Truman show? Who was he in? He, Paul Giamatti was he's not the con- in the Truman show. He's the control room director. Okay. You you know what? You're probably right. I mean, you, in I, fact, I you're wonder, in fact right. I wonder how he looked in that. Because that might be the, the answer. Because that's like a big enough movie that he would have like, hey, I've been in a movie with Jim Carrey and he's at the height of his career. But he hadn't like quite aged. I, let's let's take a look. I'm I'm typing in Truman Show Paul Giamatti. Cuz I think it might be like right around when Billions premiered. Okay. So relatively recently, I think. I think I have no idea if Paul Giamatti is married. Uh Well, he 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 had slightly more hair. He did in the Truman Show, but he doesn't look that fuckable. Here's the is the thing. It doesn't look You know what? He's a good-looking man in that, I think. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. We're going to crack this. We'll come back to this next week. Yeah, we're going to figure it out. Listeners, if you have thoughts on this, write them in a review. <laughs> yeah. Let Paul like Giamatti know, know on the street. Yeah. Get us a horrible cameo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who's, why are you talking about how week? fuckable I am? Paul Giamatti. Uh, <laughs> Our classic bit, dueling Giamatti's. Duo Giamatti's. Uh, Duo Do you have a uh, a review? Shit, did I not read it already? I guess I did. I, I, unless this is all part of it, and if so, I'm incredibly impressed. Yeah, really good review. Uh, no, uh, mm. let me see. Uh, I do have reviews. Everything to Guppy. Uh, this is left on iTunes by Double Dexter sixty four. Thank you. This is my second review. I still don't know anything about the items in this game, and that's somehow the reason I keep listening. Ten out of ten. P.S. I don't know how they record this show sober, but with the right strain, they start to make some very good points. And that was a five-star nice. review. Nice. Nice. Um, you, you had Paul Giamatti getting fuckable in the billions time, which was 2016. I know I did, Gary. That's, I, pretty, I stand, that's pretty dark. I stand by that assessment. Yeah, it's pretty late in his life. I know, but, you know, uh, the society is scaled towards rich, white, powerful men as uh, sex yeah. symbols. Well, and, and like, you know, as we mentioned before, men age well. Yeah. I mean, he never had like a, like the Steve Carell thing where he got like a silver beard and people are like, oh, shit, I want to fuck Steve Carell. Yeah, yeah. Like Paul you know, Giamatti which, which... has not had that moment yet. No, he might still. I mean, he's, he's got to have like parts of his, his cheeks surgically removed and add to his dick or something, though, because he's got a real like squirrel face. Gary, uh, you're being real cruel to Paul Giamatti right now, and I won't stand for it. That's not how we do it in Appalachia. That's <laughs> the old catchphrase. 